Hello and welcome to the Laid Back Japanese Podcast. In this episode, your host Chie talks about ohashi, or chopsticks. They're pretty important here in Japan, and there's probably more types of chopsticks than you realize. There's also a ton of ways to use them rudely without realizing it as well. If you want to see a few of these rude things in action, go check out this episode on YouTube. And if you'd like an extra challenge, go check out the Not So Laid Back Japanese podcast, which talks about the same topic as this episode, just in all Japanese. Links in the description. Oh no! It didn't break in half! Okay, so the, when you break a、uh, waribashi, which are. Waru is to break. Or to split and washi is hashi, which are chopsticks. So when you're breaking a waribashi, it's said that you think of one as yourself and the other one as your crush, and then you break it. And if it splits in half, it's a ryomoi, or、um, you have a crush on each other versus like if one is bigger. So, like if I said this is me, I like them, but they don't like me, and then vice versa. So, yeah. So, I didn't actually break it perfectly in half. But we're talking about ohashi or chopsticks today. But、um, this ohashi that I just broke, I don't actually like the word chopsticks because it sounds kind of <laughs> gross. I don't know. Caleb and I just don't use the word chopsticks.、Um, but ohashi, I'm just going to say that they're ohashi this whole time.、Um, came out of this. Which is like a, you know, like a takeout ohashi. Sometimes you gotta be careful and you'll find a tsumayoshi in there to pick like leftover food from your teeth instead of flossing. So sometimes it'll say like tsumayoshi iri,、um, be careful, or like a hand poking symbol or any of those things indicating that there is a tsumayoshi in there. Although I think this one does not. Oh, no, just kidding. Oh, no, I ripped it. <laughs> But it says, Tsumayoji iri. Here, come on. Hora. Tsumayoji iri. So, yeah, don't poke your finger with a tsumayoji inside of a ohashi fukuro. These are essential to learn before you go to Japan because you'll go to restaurants and sometimes they just don't have forks and spoons and knives and things. And the only thing that you'll see is a whole bunch of ohashis in front of you or in like a little jar sticking up, or it comes like with your meal, like on top of like the tray, and you just get chopsticks. And traveling with a foreigner who does not know how to use ohashi. And then them potentially asking for a knife and a fork or something like that is kind of a. Yeah.、Um, it feels a little bit rude to be asking for something to accommodate your needs instead of you arriving there and just enjoying the thing as it is. It's like a cultural experience. If you're planning on going to Japan anytime soon and want to experience the culture in the fullest sense, You should probably learn how to use ohashi. If you do want to learn how to use them, I'll link it in our show notes as well as probably the YouTube、uh, links below. So check that out before you head over to Japan. Ohashi no mochikata wa ne. Ippa aru kedo ne. 
Oh, I, d I can go over ways to not hold them real quick, though. <laughs> Some common ways that I have seen people in the past, even just Japanese people, um, growing up or whatever, uh, that hold chopsticks. And some of them are like this. So I'm holding my chopsticks kind of like in a fist instead of properly holding it with my fingers resting. Yeah, I've seen like people hold it. I don't actually know how to how you move. <laughs> this feels so wrong. Um, I don't actually know how they move the chopsticks to grab anything holding it like this, but I've seen it work. It's kind of crazy. Another way is like the fingers will be in the wrong places. So like instead of holding it with your index finger and your middle finger, they'll hold it with like the fourth one or even, well, yeah, the fourth one. So extra challenge if you are a professional chopstick holder to switch your hands and use it on your other hand that you don't usually use your chopsticks and try to eat ramen with it. That's hard. I don't actually remember learning chopsticks. <laughs> yeah, I remember playing games that involve chopsticks with my parents or like your school events or like a community event and they'll have like who can who can transfer the beans in this cup into this empty cup the fastest? And so you would have a pair of, I think it was just wadipashi, and you would go as fast as you can transferring these beans without touching the the cups. And then once you're finished, you like raise your hand or whatever. And then they probably gave you dagashi at the end. But on the topic of using chopsticks in Japan, there are certain things that you might not actually want to do with chopsticks while you're eating with them. Things that might be slightly embarrassing. I'm going to go over some of these and you can maybe think of the ways that you might be using your chopsticks and then correct accordingly. I have certainly done some of these, so don't be, don't be shy to admit to these faults. Number one bad thing to do with chopsticks that you might already have heard of is like um, passing food with chopsticks. Like if you're passing food, let's say I have a piece of sashimi that you want and you're like, oh, hand me that sashimi. And I'm like, sure. And then I have the sashimi in this one and then I hand it over and then I try to get it with this one. That's a uh, please don't, please don't do. Passing, passing things between chopsticks is reserved for passing bones that have been burned, like at funerals. Yeah, so don't do that. Don't pass food between chopsticks. Some other common ones might be like that you've heard of is sticking your chopsticks in your rice bowl or whatever that you're eating and leaving them standing. Um, that's also reserved to give to like a butsuda or like People that have passed away and you set out food for them, you do that. A lot of, yeah, a lot of things, traditional things that are reserved for other things um, might be the huge ones that you have heard of. Some other minor ones that you might have done in the past and just didn't realize that it was kind of an embarrassing way to use your chopsticks is like moving the bowl that the food is in towards you with your chopsticks, like scooting things over to you with your chopsticks. Um, culturally, in Japan, you might have like a feast in front of you that things are piled onto, like bigger plates with the main dishes, and then you 
serve yourself some portion of that thing and bring it to you. So there might be bigger dishes in the center of the table. And a thing that you should not do is scoot those plates over closer to you or um, some of the smaller okaze dishes and you're too lazy <laughs> to pick it up or with your hands and bring it to yourself. Yeah. One of the things that you shouldn't do. This is a cultural thing, even with like your hand and stuff, but like pointing at people with your chopsticks is also a no. <laughs> you the anxiety to even like point with your finger at people to like, I usually do this. I point at things with my palm to be less rude. You're actually not supposed to place your chopsticks on top of your dishes. You're supposed to usually have like a hashioki or like a chopsticks rest on the table that you put your chopsticks on, like soroete. You're supposed to put them down. So if you can find a ohashioki, you should put your set of chopsticks onto the ohashioki. I actually sometimes do this one too, and I didn't actually know that it was on the list, is when your chopsticks become kind of off, and then you use one of your dishes to soroeru, or to make them properly even height. Um, I have done that <laughs> probably recently, instead of, you know, adjusting it with your hands. Soroebashi. So you're not supposed to drop your chopsticks onto plates and make them properly aligned. And then I also often see people holding their chopsticks like closer to the edge. And it's actually harder to pinch things with if you're closer to the edge. Um, good distance is, I think, like, I don't know, two thirds or the part that actually has the gara of the chopsticks on them. That's where your hand is supposed to go. It's easier to grab things when your hand's up here. But if you have too short of chopsticks, it's actually kind of hard too. I didn't actually know, but there is a mathematical equation for measuring how long your chopsticks should be. <laughs> the magical equation is from the tip of your thumb to the end of your index finger when you're holding it like this or making like a little L towards the ceiling. Um, this distance apparently is called hitoata. I did not know that until yesterday. Hitoata length times 1.5. So you're going to add half of that length to the length of your hitoata. I'm going to measure mine real quick. Okay, so mine is hitoata is 14 plus half of that is 7. So 21. The, the, my chopsticks length should be 21 centimeters. Boom of truth. I actually have never measured our chopsticks in our house. Then, oh, 23 centi. Okay, so the chopsticks in our house is, they're basically all the same. 23 centimeters. What is like a typical, typical waribashi then, huh? We need to measure that. Let's see. I feel like these are, these have to be all the same, right? There has to be a standard waribashi size. They're 20. 20 centi. So, now you know the magical equation to go measure your chopsticks. Leave a comment below how long the chopsticks are in your house and whether you need longer or shorter chopsticks.
There are places you can get chopsticks um, that will also allow you to engrave your name either in Japanese or English or um, whatever. Those are always fun because then you're like, oh, you're using my chopsticks. It's just cool. I think it's just cool having your name on your chopsticks. If you actually don't have any chopsticks and you're trying to start your own stash of chopsticks at your house, I do have recommendations on how to pick good ones out that you will most likely like to use. I would, first of all, I would go with the wooden ones since they just kind of have a better texture, in my opinion. You might like the plastic ones too, who knows, but um, I recommend the wooden ones. I think also... The reasons why I don't necessarily like the plastic ones usually is that they'll have like the giza giza um, indents in them on the edges instead of like having them square. I mean, they do have plastic square ones too, but the typical ones that have the giza giza in them, I don't like the texture when I'm eating. And then, um, yeah, so the wooden ones, like these ones that we have, have like zara zara on the edge, like the last five centimeters or so where you're supposed to have the food on the chopsticks will have some zara zara or like friction coating um, type thing on the edge, which are not my recommendations. My recommendation is the ones to get um, square ends so that you can actually grab onto those pesky noodles that keep running away. So yeah, like this one is a dokkake hexagon. But the end is actually a square. Uh, square ones are my favorite ones. Um, I think this one also ends in a... This might be a dokake. Yeah. But this one is like thinner at the end. So I think that's why I like this one better than the square one. I got skamazed one time. Um, okay, so you know how I was showing you these dokake ones? You would assume that the end would also be dokake or at least square. But no, I bought some of these dokake ones one time and they were round and the end you can't grab on anything it's so sad i'm crying so yeah make sure you check the edges of the ohashi and make sure that they are the length that they're supposed to be um, when you buy them if you do go to like a yakiniku place or a whole bunch of like main dishes got set out in front of you and you're sharing it with other people there are different types of ohashi that we'll talk about now that you'll use to take those things like onto your plates versus like the ones that you're personally using to eat your own food. The ones that are in these, the paper, the paper waribashis that you might find are called otemoto. Um, there, there are also ones that you can see the waribashi sticking out of the paper part. Those are called otemoto. Premium obentos or like osechis that you might get delivered to your house might come with um, a couple sets of yanagibashi, which are waribashi that are premium. But the ends will be kind of be sticking out on the end and the outside is usually white with some pretty patterns. And then the inside is red. And then they're usually rounded instead of like the square kind of cheaper feeling ones. Like these ones that we broke at the very beginning. There are also the super long ones that you might see at like yaki or even in just the chopsticks section that are for cooking. Yeah, they're super long. But, you know, if they're longer, the abura or whatever doesn't splash on your hands or like your hands don't get as hot if it's closer to the pan. But you can go to like the obento section of a department store 
that you can, you know, buy Obento boxes and they'll have like character chopsticks that will have like Pokemon, your favorite Pokemon on them or like Djibouti or whatever store that you go to, like that specific character store, like Disney store, um, they will most likely have chopsticks that have your favorite character on the chopsticks. So look out for those as well. All right. Before we end this episode, I will leave you with the knowledge of how to ask for chopsticks at the company store because you just bought a bowl of napolitan and they asked you if you wanted this heated up and you, you know, you went through the travel lessons of Native Shark and you knew what that meant and you said, Hi, onegaishimasu. And now it looks like they forgot to give you chopsticks. So you're like, Oh, give me chopsticks. Ohashi, ichizen kudasai. So now you have mastered how to ask for chopsticks. <laughs>